Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. Welcome to this episode because this is one where uh, it's just me, just you and me and the other people who are listening. We're all here together, shining our light, loving on each other. And I um, am excited to share with you some new things that are showing up in my work. And I, uh, so let's get right into it, I suppose. Well, and before I do that, I do want to invite you to please give us a review, if you will, on this podcast. I would love that. If you just scroll down in your app, you'll be able to see a way to give some stars or write a little message about the review. That really, really helps to boost it in the algorithm and I would be so very appreciative. And of course, if you want to share this with anyone who you think might also resonate with it, then that would be greatly appreciated. Well, with that business aside, I want to talk to you about ascension, the ascension process. Now, this has been talked about. It's gotten more ubiquitous in spiritual communities. I would say that maybe it's also been associated or hijacked, if you will, even <laughs> by people who kind of, I guess, are more aligned with fear-based conspiracy theory. Well, let's take it back because it's a real process that we're all on, the ascension process. So if you have any con conceptions or associations with that kind of fear-based stuff, well, chuck it out, if you will. Put a pin in it. Because <laughs> that's not what I'm going to be talking about. And let's look at what it really is. Okay, so the word ascension means to ascend, to lift up, and to lighten up, and to become more refined, in fact. Ascension is the alchemical process of transforming, transforming energy, transforming material, or even thought form, something that is not quite material yet. The alchemical process of transforming material or thought form into a refined state. Now, alchemy is an, an ancient process associated with basically magical people, magi, magical magi, intending to transform base metal into gold. So we are taking one form of a material or a collection of energy and through a certain process, usually oriented to elevated heat or intensified energy, allowing it to become a new, more refined energy or collection of energy. You might think of diamonds, actually. The way the diamonds are created and crystals too. But the diamond specifically is that coal or that kind of a more base mineral is over a process of a lot of time and also a lot of compression eventually refined and compressed into a diamond. Now, what's the value of that? Because, you know, diamonds are valued because we value them. I mean, I am wearing right now a crystal called a Herkimer diamond. And it's not like a diamond diamond. It's actually a, a quartz crystal. It is a, a rarer 
crystal because it's it's there's just one area there's one mine and it that it is so magical and so beautiful and it didn't cost me the size that it is if this were a diamond you know <laughs> it's it's not it's more than it's probably something like five carats i don't i really don't know because i'm not very well adjusted to that so the it is in the sense of material reality, the value that we give to something, unless of course it is sustenance, something that can create life in us. Well, with that aside, with what the, I guess, more traditional old fashioned process of it, but alchemists have always been not just, that was just something that is associated in history to alchemists is refining base metal into gold. And in fact, they are magicians. They are related to the uh, um, Hermes Trismegistus's work, and it is a long process of spiritual alchemy that is actually more predominantly the work that we inherit from ancient alchemists. And it, that is because it is the work that we are here doing. It is the work of the human spiritual being. If you're here listening to this podcast, then you probably already resonate with the idea, with the concept that you are more spiritual than you are physical. You are more spirit than you are physical. And in fact, it is the spirit, the larger encompassing aspect of who you are, what you are, that creates your physical form. The spirit creates the body. I want to emphasize that because sometimes when we're banging around here in this world with so much heavy em emphasis on, on the human experience, the physical experience, the life-death experience, we feel so physical, we feel so oriented and heavily clothed and even weighed down with the density of physical body and the physically oriented mind and the concerns of physical life. That it feels like I am a body and I think somewhere deep inside or somehow connected far, far away is a soul. But in fact, your body is an, a product of the soul complex, of the spirit, of the expanded ephemeral. And from that spiritual perspective, also, you are unified with the one energy, and so you have a, a point of perspective, a focus within your spirit that is the inheritance of creator, meaning creator bequeathed unto you the full capacity to create. As long as it, it, the only limit, the only real limitations to that are how it infringes upon universal free will, others' free will. So that is to say that when we are victimized, quote unquote, that means there's an agreement there. Now, some people are going to hold on. I was a child and I had trauma. Me too. Let me tell you, devastatingly abusive childhood experience. Trigger warning. I guess it's too late. Well, I didn't tell you any of the details of it. You know, the children are abused, right? <laughs> well, I was one of those. And um, so this is the exciting the benefit of exploring spirituality metaphysical 
concepts and philosophy is that we can move to the agreement that is not just confined to the physical life. I am operating from the perspective that before I created a physical life as a soul, pre-birth, I created agreements and contracts in order to go into the experience with others. Some of those would be con- would be called my abusers eventually in the life with others to understand, to expand, to experience that kind of a challenge that's going on down here on this planet, on this school, this this bang-up school that we got going on. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I'm trying to fully illustrate the philosophy of ascension and the philosophy of omnidimensionality, having existence and awareness in all of the dimensions of you so that we can have a sovereign occupation of all of those dimensions. Because dimensions, like the third dimension is just one of the dimensions. Now, it is the most important dimension for your point of perspective if you're here human listening. I mean, other entities are listening to, hi, 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 hi. Yeah, we're here doing it. And um, But as a physical, spiritual being, you're, in a sense, major right now is the third dimension, the third density, and also the fourth, because that is a feeling and of mental activity and, you know, beliefs and thought forms and all of that as well. But your, you know, our point of focus is the third. But if you're on a spiritual journey, then you are occupying more than just the third. And that's what we have to remember when we're looking at a metaphysical philosophy. Because sometimes if you talk to someone else about this and you, if they start to challenge you and you say, wait, so you're saying there's an energy, a precursor to a physical manifestation. So you're saying it's my fault that I'm abused or that I'm victimized. Fault is not in the conversation here. And that's, that's a trauma response, honestly. And I understand it because I've been there. But we want to ascend, if you will. We want to we want to be outside of the trauma response. We want to be empowered. We don't want to be limited to the trauma event. And that's what we are exploring pretty much in all of metaphysical philosophy and all of mysticism. We're exploring how sovereign we are, how expanded we are, and how much of a creator we are. So those are the concepts that we we have to accept in order to explore the ascension process. So ascension is the Christhood process. Now, Christhood, Christ consciousness, again, just in case it's your first time listening or kind of venturing into metaphysics and mysticism, it, it, we're not talking about Christianity. That's a religion that was actually created 300 years after Jesus lived. So it doesn't have anything to do with Western religion or it doesn't necessarily have to do, it's not limited to Jesus, Yeshua either. There are other entities who humanized and embodied and lived the Christ consciousness in a very significant way. And you are on that process as well. Christhood or the Christ consciousness path is about spirit creating a human form and from that human form 
creating an expanded spiritual form, spirit becoming human, human ascending once again to spirit. Now, this is a podcast, so you can't see me, but I have a hand gesture going on where I'm like pulling down from above to the ground and then I'm going from the ground back above, you know, so I'm creating this kind of like circular or oval <laughs> process, but that's the that's the visual I guess cue, visual aid that would go along with Christhood path and the Christ consciousness process. And now for these messages. Hello, my friend. It's Trisha Carr. I'm here to invite you to my coaching and mentoring portal, Modern Mystic Life. This high-value, easy-access portal is like having a spiritual mentor right in your pocket. You'll receive all the inspiration right there in your text messenger, and you can also access it on your desktop. I will be delivering the tools and technology that are proven to evolve your abundant life inside and out. You will receive daily inspiration, education, and practices to help you evolve your life as a mystic and a human spiritual being. Plus, you will have access to my monthly workshops in which I teach and channel cutting-edge spiritual content and also will give guidance, intuitive readings, and attunements right there in our group setting. I worked with Spirit to co-create and manifest the best way to support you and in the easiest fashion, and here it is. I'm very excited to co-create with you too. So welcome, my friend, to your modern mystic life. And now back to the show. So the ascension process is that of, of taking the human form, which you may equate to the base metal that the alchemist starts with, and creating a compression or a, a process that would cause an alchemy to occur, a compression or a heat. These are Those are metaphors, compression and heat but a process, a crucible process, to be able to utilize the parts that have been created, the dense parts, so that, that there may be uh, an ascension, of a utilization of those dense parts, and then releasing any byproduct that is not necessary. And this also, you know, I'm, I have a YouTube video that is correlated to this, although this is going much more deeply into it. And I do talk about in the YouTube video, you can link it below. It's about, it focuses on body ascension and how to reframe weight loss to a spiritual concept. So check that out if you, that sounds interesting to you. And in that, I also talk about alchemy and distillation because distillation, this is my my previous career, I was actually in the spirits industry, wine and spirits industry, but really spirits because I was a mixologist and a spirits expert and educator. And the process of distillation, which isn't only for creating um, potable alcoholic beverages, it's also how we create gasoline, it's how we create medicines. Distillation is we take, I'm just going to put it in the framework of alcohol though, because it's easier to understand. So it, let's say you're going to make a brandy. If you're going to make a brandy, then you would start with a wine. If you're going to make a vodka, you start with a beer, just in case you're interested. So anyway, you're going to start with a wine. And so wine is an alcoholic product already. And it has been created by allowing fruit to uh, have its sugars ingested by yeast. Yeast are actually tiny little microbial animals, little critters. They ingest the yeast that are in the fruit as it sits, the sugars, 
And then they expel alpha alcohol. So that means that yeast come into this fresh fruit as it's as it's uh, getting, you know, sitting for a while. The yeast come in and they ingest the sugars inside the fruit and then they flatulate <laughs> ethyl alcohol. They expel ethyl alcohol. It is the byproduct of the yeast. So it's already alchemy because the yeast are little little critters. And they're going into this life form of fruit, and they are ingesting the, the sugar, and they're creating a new product. So this is how we get wine. Wine is already an alchemical process. Now we have the juice that is, some of it is just grape juice, and some of it is alcohol, the ethyl alcohol that was expelled by the ingesting of sugars. Sugar has already been mostly ingested. There's not really any sugar in wine if it's gone through a full fermentation process, which is interesting, right? Because it kind of tastes, has a sweetness to it. At any rate, we have this wine. Now, what's interesting is that that wine that is most suitable, suitable to be utilized for distillation to create brandy is actually not the most delicious, not to the human palate, because it has like, it's it's very dynamic. Maybe it's very bitter or it's very sweet or it's very something. It's got very loud characteristics. Those loud characteristics are more beneficial to put into a distillation process. So stick with me. I'm just finding all of this very interesting because it's, if you want to uh, put a pin in my metaphor and just think about like, for example, I'm just going to share again my life. I had trauma. I had abuse. That's not ideal. <laughs> it's not balanced. The wine isn't really a balanced potable product. That would be most beneficial to put into a distillation process and come out on the other side with an interesting refined product of spirit. So this speaks to core wounds. Some of the core wounds that we we have in this life, they are because of events that occurred, like m me having actual abuse, you know, activities, events that occurred. But sometimes we have core wounds that are either from past lives, karma, uh, the way that we are just responding to life, you know, with the design that we have, with the, the sensitivities or the proclivities that we come in with, and then how we're, the environment, you know. I have a friend who has a core wound about being unsafe and she, if you're listening, you know who you are, but I'm not going to tell your identity. And she has no idea where it came from. She can't relate it to her family or her parents. So there isn't a, it, 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 it's interesting that the dynamic and unbalanced product that can be utilized for the distillation process. For me, it came by events and sensitivities and all that. But this, this is why we want to work with the whole being. We want to work with our natural design and give that fully to the process of ascension. All right. So back to the, um, it's not even a metaphor. It's just, it's nature showing us what we are. So anyway, the technology of uh, distillation. So then we have this wine that already has had an alchemical process. Naturally speaking, the yeast came in there and they did their thing. And then, but it's unbalanced. It's not something we really want to drink because it's not, it's not what we like. So we're going to put it into a distillation process. T distilling is the process of applying extreme temperature, usually heat, 99.99% of the time it's heat. So we'll just say heat, 
applying heat so that it creates a boil. So you know that when you boil water, steam happens, right? The steam lifts off the liquid. Well, that's what that's how we get spirit. The ethyl alcohol that was created by the yeast, the little microbial critters, through their alchemical process, that is actually a lighter density. It makes sense. It already went through one alchemical process. It is a lighter density than the rest of the non-alcoholic, the rest of the liquid of the wine. So it, that means that it actually becomes steam at a lower temperature. So the first, when you're boiling wine, the first bit of steam that lifts off of that is, uh, is the ethyl alcohol. It isn't the non-alcoholic wine. So if you can visualize that, you got wine, you're boiling it, and the steam is alcohol. It's spirit. It's the brandy. So then we capture it. We put a little glass over it, and we let that condense inside the glass. And now we have a refined product. It has ascended. It has lightened up. It has ascended and has been alchemized into a more refined product. And what is left over is wine, the, the portion of the liquid of the wine that has very little alcohol, if no alcohol. And it, is even it isn't drinkable. You can't drink it. And it is what is being released and just returned. That is an ascension process. And that's why, I don't know if it's why or how humans came about it, but that's called spirit. That is what we're going through. So with our issues, with our density that is created, we allow ourselves with the compassion, if you can think of the yeast as compassion, to be able to ingest that density and then to lighten it up and make it a more refined product. And we can, and there are Things that we leave behind, just like when a seed creates a sprout and it leaves behind its shell to the soil and it moves on up through the soil as a sprout, eventually becoming a flower or a tree. That's our process. We are, we are nature. And that is the spirit nature process. And that is what ascension is. So that long lead up to help you to really, I want to give you a full awareness of what it is. Now, it is a sort of crucible process to holistically use all of the parts of yourself so that it can become a more refined or ascended product or <laughs> ascended being product. Sounds kind of silly when we're talking now about people. So let's just say you are on your ascension path. And in order to be here on this planet, as one who is spiritually awake, one who is spiritually uh, in, in pursuit of the spiritual process, you actually had to declare, because there's a long line to get on this planet, by the way, but you had to declare a mission. You had to declare an intention to make an impact in some way in order for you to be awake, you know, uh, you know, so, so we might think of it as star seeds, because there are people that are here without that. Now they can, they can create it while they're, you know, in the game, while they're on the on the life journey. It can happen. Ascension can happen even if you weren't awakened or a person weren't awakened, and then it can actually develop. But if you've already gone through an ascension process, perhaps you are a star seed. In order to get a ticket to ride this ride, you had to declare an intention to be on a mission, to make an impact. What that looks like for you, I don't know. 
Everybody's individual. For some people, it's creating amazing children and raising them in a certain way that they're going to, they're probably starseeds, they're going to make an impact or whatever it is. So anyway, you're on a mission and the way that this mission happens is through the process of ascension. So it's two things to consider here with a mind-body ascension process because the mind and body are the created parts. You are a mind-body-spirit being. This is a coral interrelated triune being. They are all three connected and interdependent and correlated. So if you can imagine three different seas flowing into one ocean. So there's really no separation between them, but if we have the sea of the body energy that's slightly like moved to the side, it's going to be giving and taking from the one collected energy of the ocean. But at the same time, if you if you increase the habit the, improve the habitat of the of the body ecosystem, it's going to come into the fullness of the ocean. But if the mind is over here with a lot of disease and pestilence, it's also going to share that. And it's, you know, there's it, there's a, a limit to the ascension if one part of the triune being is uh, limited, you know, held by some kind of density. And so that's the process that we are in, mind-body ascension. And that is how we actually, it is that journey that is how we accomplish our mission. And it is also that if we are not ascending in the mind-body, we are being held back on our mission. So it will be an impediment. It will be a density that holds us back and holds us down. So it is a process. It is always a process. Now, you can work with any three of the mind-body-spirit complex triune being to raise your vibration or to ascend. And you kind of need to think about all three. But you also, um, you know what I mean? Like you need to create the well-being, balance, and health in all three. You guys here are already listening to spiritual material. You're working on the spirit part of it, and that's great. And that is flowing to the mind and the body. But we have to also consciously work with the ascension process of the mind and body. So that means so far as the mind is concerned, doing things like uh, releasing and alchemizing, transforming limiting beliefs in the body. That means increasing health and well-being, movement practices, diet, um, other things that are related to physical well-being. And I know it's unpopular to speak about the body in a manner of health and well-being, which could be body composition, which that other YouTube video that I mentioned is about, and talking about habits that we have with our body there's been a popular um, response to talking about that at all, saying that it's body shaming. If you just are having a conversation about how to improve your your physical health, I've even seen in I've seen I've heard people say that their their doctor was uh, micro aggressing them or aggressing them because they 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 were told the doctor said, well, for health you need to reduce your weight, and then you know. A young person's like, how dare you? You're body shaming me. And the doctor's like, no, I'm not saying you look ugly. <laughs> I'm not saying you should wear smaller jeans because that's more attractive. No doctor said what I'm saying. The doctor is saying for your health, you need to shift your body composition and especially you need to shift your habits. 
So I'm just, I'm confronting that right now. We're going to talk about that no matter what, because it is important for us. And I tell you, when, when I was in the, when I was younger in the late nineties, we did have the internet ish, but mm, I mean, it was really just message boards. So what I needed to improve my body composition, my health, I, I don't, I didn't know how to do it. I, I didn't know how to even, if I had the resources, I didn't even know how to hire someone to tell me what to do. I go to the, go to the library and get an encyclopedia. So let me tell you, I would have loved to have talked about it then because I didn't know how to get my body. I didn't know how to do it. I had to just kind of intuitively do it. And I wasn't so in touch with my intuition because I was still in PTSD. I digress. <laughs> All right. Um, like I said, the mind-body-spirit complex of the human is, um, the, each part is interdependent into one another, and it is like filling an ocean from three different seas. And so it is important to utilize your design and your mission. It is not a one-size-fits-all. When we are looking at how to be on our ascension path, raise our vibration in our mind or our body, however, wisdom is wisdom is wisdom. So if somebody shares with you the wisdom of how they improved their health and balanced their health, we want to feel to the wisdom of it rather than the conditions of it. Because for them, it may have been about reducing sodium, but you may have absolutely no issue with sodium and you may have, you may be in, ingesting the, the right amount of salt because we need salt. And so you don't want to just take one condition and try to apply it to yourself. We want to absorb the wisdom beneath anything, but still there are wisdom practices too: meditation, self-hypnosis, prayer, ancient wisdom. Now I didn't tell you, you had to say the Hail Mary. That's a condition. At any rate, it is important to work, like I said, with your design. And so human design is a fantastic tool for that. The gene keys are a fantastic tool for that so that you can experiment with your design, the design of your energy. So what I want to share with you, though, is, well, first of all, before I get into the next part, I'm being prompted to share with you that this is my moment of making an invitation because I am starting a brand new coaching experience, a brand new healing paradigm. If you've ever had a session with me, or if you've just benefited by any of my media or anything that I do, I have a new paradigm of mind-body ascension acceleration. It is, so you would say, a coaching program. And it is very precise and exclusive not pre i mean it's actually tailored to each individual but what i mean precise is that i'm i'm sending out a precise signal of the people that i will be working with because i want to i want us to work together in a very calibrated beautiful fit so mind body ascension accelerator the, it is an application process and it's ongoing by the way um, but there is a special uh, beta offering. So for the first so many folks that are that actually join, there will you have a special offer that you will have forever. Yeah. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Just in case you're thinking about it, but you're not sure if or when. If you're thinking about it, you want to fill out the application sooner rather than later, so that you can be a part of that initial paradigm and um, be a founding member. 
So it does require a significant investment. And I know I say that and people go like, wait, what, like 5 million or, uh, you know, 200? <laughs> it's not 200. I'll tell you that because it is a, it is a, um, it is an ink, it's a multi-month incubator. So fill out the uh, application if this interests you. And then the next step after that is to get on a call and we will talk. Mind, body, ascension accelerator. I utilize my quant my proprietary quantum resonance techniques, my hip hypnotherapy techniques, my hypnotherapeutic tools and modalities, my proprietary hypno healing. And it's also a, a container of growing and ascending and learning by osmosis. And so I'll leave you with that. And now, now what I want to talk to you about is that there is a mass awakening occurring on our planet. Many of you may have been like, yeah, no duh. Look at all the children that are being born who are special and unique and different and retaining their ascension awareness. There is a mass ascension process underway. And so I want to share with you this channeled message that I actually penned. I It was typed up on April 12th. And I just happened to see it on my desktop today. And I didn't, I was, I, I was like, what's that? So I don't remember this at all. And, um, but it's very pertinent to this topic. Now it is a channeled message. I don't, I, it is a collective. Um, it's my council of light. And so what I would like for you to do is to receive this spiritually. You'll hear things with your cognitive mind that it might like. But it's more important that you receive it with that subconscious mind, the spirit, and let it wash through you and over you. And it's kind of long. I think what I might do is put it on a PDF. And if you want to download it, you can check the description if I've done that. I just thought about that right now. So here we go. Here's the channeled message. I am awakening. I am the awakening. The human mind is moving through a transition. Rather, there is a call to transition. Some answer the call, some hesitate. Others will separate as they, as they deny the call. Some are addicted to fear. Thus is the narcotic effect of fear. The critical mind as you know it, it is the veil between knowing and being. The tree of life will supplant the mechanism of separation. The tree of life exhibits the fluidity and connection between the above and the below. Are they equally balanced? Not exactly. For there will be a great pendulum swing. The above is the conscious mind. And as you experience it, it is dense, compacted, contracted, and it needs much airing out. The below the subconscious, is bursting with the need to expand. As the division between the two subsides, there will be chaos as one greets the other. This is not the necessary path. It is not necessary for it to be painful. The pain is the resistance. Awakening can be balanced, pleasant, pleasurable, easy, 
It is the looping in the fear mechanism that causes the perception of pain. As the familiar fades, there, the unawakened fights to stay in the delusion. The delusion is pain. And so the insistence is for the maintenance of the disease. Be peace and clarity. Be the awakened. Be the peaceful and pleasant awakening. And the mechanism of delusion may be hacked, as it were, to ease those who we may guide. Hack the very mechanism that appears to maintain the pain status. As you check in with your higher counsel of light, you can run supportive energies beyond your perspective. This is what is being asked for the pattern, the tool, the mechanism of thought form energy which maintains the pain status. The being is so intelligent and wise, it creates what it needs even while in the struggle of disease. That's the end of it. Ooh, that last bit just really got me. It's amazing that I (laughs) stumbled upon this today when I wanted to do this podcast about ascension. It says, the being is so intelligent and wise that it creates what it needs even while in the struggle of disease. Think back to that wine that's kind of dynamic and unbalanced and has like maybe a little weirdness of this taste and that... uh, And it attracts the just right yeast who then move through their process and create a new product. So for me, with my trauma, even while I was in the pain and the struggle of disease, of the disease, meaning like the mental, emotional disease, I created exactly what I needed, even while I wasn't aware of it. That's how intelligent the being is. Wow, cool. So let's remember that we are intending to work omnidimensionally with this. And that is evident in that where even though we don't realize it, everything that we are creating right now is exactly what we need. We already are working omnidimensionally, even if we are putting veils between our awarenesses. So we can release shame and blame, process something like guilt as it appears. For guilt, I recently just talked about this in my Modern Mystic uh, subscription, which you can check down below. It's where I give. It's a subscription where you receive multimedia SMS texts of different studies, messages, support, meditations, and also workshops. And it's very, very inexpensive. It's 11 bucks a month at any rate. In Modern Mystic Life, I, I had to reschedule something. And this guilt popped up about it. And so I... Before I even rescheduled it, I wanted to process. I wanted to move through that guilt that I had created. My being is so wise and intelligent. It created guilt because I needed that, even though I wasn't aware of it. And, you know, guilt is the perception that you have violated one of your own standards. Yet I was in a place where I was completely incapable of doing anything but rescheduling. And so by looking and feeling deeply into it, By creating this crucible, this heat, I went in like the yeast myself and I I ingested all of those sugars, which looked like 
I'm weak. I'm not good enough. I have to create something. I have to perform in order to be considered good enough. And in performing and putting something out there, it also creates a barrier between me and others so that they can't really hurt me. You know, if I, if I put a schedule out there, an achievement out there or something like that, and I do that, then I'll be considered good and no one will actually be able to look inside me and give me a judgment of who they are. That was the standard. That was what was related to the guilt. All right. Now I'm going to leave you with a tip or two about mind-body ascension. And this is really where the mind and the body meet, a little apex, the meridian between the mind and the body. And it is... It has so much to do with modern life. Tips for mind-body ascension. And this is what is so interesting about it, is that the mind is being stimulated, and the body too, but let's just say the mind is being stimulated in ways that are the future. And the body is old. I don't mean like old like me, like 48 years old. I mean like... The body complex, the body evolves very slowly. So, you know, if you get appendicitis, you can take the appendix out and you're just fine. You don't need an appendix. <laughs> you just don't need it. <laughs> you function fine without it. It's not like you have to be on supplements forever or medicine. We don't really need an appendix. We haven't needed it for, I can't remember, my doctor told me tens of thousands of years. I don't remember. I'm not a doctor, but I remember my doctor telling me that. And our bodies are exactly the same as they were at least 200,000 years ago. And yet, all of this technology that has been light sped into our lives, our bodies are that old, our nervous system is that old. This is why the nervous system still gives us a signal to go into fight-flight. When we don't really need fight-flight in m many people's lives, sometimes you get in a little scrape on the on the freeway, but if you're an adult, I really hope that no one is physically threatening you. Of course, that that can be the case, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, and of course, I you know I had a pattern of being physically threatened when I was a kid, and so I'm kind of still responding to those events that are in the past. At any rate, we just get a little bit worried that someone's going to be disappointed in us, and we activate fight flight, and our bodies are responding as though we are being pursued by a lion. That's what our bodies are doing. So what I want to bring your awareness to, there's the nervous system, but I specifically want to talk to you about a little chemical, a little neurotransmitter called dopamine. I'm just going to focus on that. So dopamine is a, is a neurotransmitter that is create, created in your brain, and it is related to... Um, they say pleasure, but it's really related to the pursuit of reward. That's the main function of dopamine. Now, pursuing the reward is pleasurable too, you know, like chasing up, you know, walking up to a delicious meal or something, you know, or being able, the excitement of it. That's why we have sports because sports are fun, but sports are war games at any rate, um, Dopamine is really the chemical, the neurotransmitter that is pursuit of reward, okay? Pursuit of reward. Now, I'll give you an example of this, and that is like uh, 
people who do cocaine coke, it it really unleashes the floodgates of dopamine, like floods the brain with dopamine. And if you've ever been around someone or even seen them on movies who are doing coke, they're always proclaiming how awesome the night is going to be. It's going to be an awesome night. (laughs) And then, you know, they start to, they feel jittery and then they have to do another line so they can feel how awesome it's going to be, you know? And the whole thing is about pursuit. So I want to point out to you that we have a dope, possibly our modern construct with our media and our social media has made us addicted to dopamine. Think about scrolling. You're scrolling on TikTok, you're scrolling on Instagram, and you're doing that thing. I'm, I'm doing the gesture of the hand, the finger swiping on the hand, you know, the swiping, swiping. Or if you're dating and you're on dating apps, oh, I've been lately, I've, the clients that I've been having, I've had a few clients who are people who are in the dating market and they're just like, I can't with the apps. I can't. It's just gross. It's diseased. I can't do it. <laughs> but the swiping back and forth of that too, the hunt, the pursuit of reward or pleasure. And it isn't really fulfilled. It doesn't really give us a good meal. I mean, every now and again, we have a funny animal video or a great spiritual something, granted. But the times that we are on there pursuing or on the TV or whatever it is, the stimulations from media, which I maybe if you've been listening a while, you know about the YouTube video and podcast that I did talking about how broadcast media and social media are the fourth dimension, which is a thoughtscape, thought form area or a thought form reality that we are we are sort of believing that it is more real than we ever have before because of the light and uh, sound vibration stimulation coming through devices, coming through, you know, TVs and phones. And computers. And so the fourth dimension is stimulating us in ways that we aren't really managing our sovereignty. We, we don't we don't know that our nervous system is being triggered into fight flight, that dopamine is being released into our brains and not being properly rewarded at the release of it. And so then your brain has to remove the dopamine from your from it and and it didn't get a meal. It didn't get something that is holistically satisfying and rewarding. And the more that we're in that, the the weaker we get with the, you know, it actually having a proper function, with being able to hold a focus so that we can pursue a real goal to manifest something or to, you know, ascend to be on our mission. The more that we have dopamine flood our brain without a proper reward, the less effective it becomes. And so what I would like for us to do is to really consider that. And they're calling it a dopamine diet. I mean, the they, I mean, people, I'm not, I didn't invent this. You can even Google it yourself. Uh, and, And maybe consider your particular design Uh, your suggestibility, your openness, and just think about how you can cut down that pursuit, that unrewarding pursuit. It may mean going on uh, once a week, 
with no social media, no broadcast television, unless it's something that's really fulfilling, like a, a wonderful film or a very good product of art. Or maybe it's not that. Maybe not having that light stimulation, light sound stimulation, maybe reading a book, a, a, a physical book. Uh, but maybe looking, auditing your screen time. All phones have that on there. They have the screen time. You can open it up in the settings and you can even see which application and how, you know, every single one, how much time you spent on it. And some of us, you know, you actually use social media for business. Understood. But if you can sit back and meditate first and then be very practical focused about it and and not have an activation of dopamine without a reward. If I'm doing social media for work, well, then I have the reward of it at the end of the time because I accomplished work. You know what I mean? Like I, I did the thing. That's the reward. But just the scrolling, the swiping, or the watching news, or the anything, gossip, news, anything like that, that's doing damage to our our minds and our bodies. It is, it is the opposite. It is compromising your mind-body ascension process. Okay. That's just what I want to leave you with. And oh, no, they're reminding me to say that we're talking about about habits and about really when we're talking about habits that are unhealthy for us, then we're talking about some form of addiction. Now, addiction is when we're talking about chemicals like drugs or alcohol, self-diagnosed disease, but there are gradations of this. You can be addicted to a snack. You can be addicted to this, that, or the other thing. If it's unhealthy... And if it is compromising your ascension, mind-body ascension process, then what I want you to know is that it is attached to probably a trauma. It is attached to the primitive mind, the fight-flight response. And when you, something is being stimulated and activated and, you know, it is all enmeshed with the fight-flight response, fight-flight will fight you. Because the beliefs or the habits or whatever it is are being protected by the very energy of survival. But what I want you to try to understand is that, and you've experienced this, what I want to call to your attention, I know everyone's experienced, everyone has shifted a, an unhealthy habit, is that the before we change the habit, but just thinking about changing the habit, that's harder than actually getting on the other side to the real reward. So... I don't want you to guilt yourself or shame yourself into decreasing your social media screen time. I want you to go for the vitamins. I want you to go for the healthy thing. And I want you to give yourself a healthy behavior and reward in its place. And also know that if it's something like news, it, the world's it's going to be fine if you watch less, a lot less of it. And certainly if you start to manage the resources of your news because... As you probably well know, most of the news outlets are not news at all. They are entertainment and they are, uh, you know, fear mechanisms that are intending to hypnotize us so that we can be, you know, encouraged to purchase a certain way. All right. I kind of threw a lot of stuff at you. Think about your dopamine diet, though, and know that you are... If you, if you feel like you may need a dopamine diet, that there is, it's a, it's because you're not getting the proper reward from the process. So give yourself a good and whole reward instead. Meditate, reading a book, doing something that really is satisfying, really is entertaining. Then we go to it for entertainment. 
find some real entertainment, real art or something like that. Just like, you know, when you, you, you're a little bit hangry, let's not open the cookies. Let's wait for dinner to be, <laughs> you know, the good dinner with the real foods. That's going to be much better for you. So think about it that way. And, you know, in that YouTube video that I mentioned, I talk about some of the things, ways to reframe working with the physical body, particularly as it concerns the process of body ascension, which is another way to say releasing density, which is my entire reframe of the idea of losing weight. I talk about it in the video. It's the spiritual process of body ascension. And so check that out. And okay, I guess that's about it now for this episode. I'm, I'm negotiating with myself. Is there anything more? And the answer is no, except that I once again want to invite you to um, leave a review if you feel led, share this episode with someone if you feel led, if you feel inspired. And also if you're thinking about my mind-body acceleration coaching, the mind-body ascension accelerator, scroll down to the description, you will find the application and that's where you start. And that's what I have for you for this episode I so appreciate you. Stay tuned because I have some awesome conversation episodes coming. They're already in the can. I just wanted to get this one out to you today. And thank you for always being here with me. And thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Mm -hmm.